Hi, I'm Tanya Uremkiv, and this is a collection of my audio blogs. This particular episode is part of a series called Through the Bible, where I take a chapter from the Bible and talk through it by sharing insights, revelations, and perspectives from my recent studies. Welcome to episode one. I'm your host, Tanya Remkiv, and I'm so excited to announce this new podcast series, Through the Bible. In this episode, I'm going to talk about what the series is all about. After all, it is an introduction. I'll also share the vision for the series and dive into some scripture so that you can feel it out as well. I'm really excited to start this because it's been on my heart for a while and we're finally here. The goal of the series is to understand God's word better, to grow in a relationship with Jesus and the knowledge of him, and to disciple and be discipled. So in each episode, I'll go through a chapter or two from the Bible and talk through it by sharing insights, revelations, and perspectives from my recent studies and potentially some recent conversations that I've been having with friends, with my husband, at church, wherever. My hope is to talk through even the difficult parts of the Bible, the topics that aren't always addressed at church, the confusing and even the weird parts of the Bible, and to open it up for further discussion. On that note, you can find Through the Bible Podcast on Instagram where most of those discussions will be held. You can DM me personally, comment on all the posts, or contact me through whichever platform you're listening on or even my website. There are lots of ways to reach me because I want you to. Go ahead and subscribe and follow this podcast now wherever you listen and also on Instagram and let's get connected. Let's talk through the Bible. So actually, let's talk through the Bible. And instead of going through one or two chapters today, I want to cover two specific verses, which will help set the tone for the series and its vision. Let's look at Matthew 28 verses 19 and 20, where Jesus gives us the great commission and says, go make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teach them all I have commanded, and behold, I am with you always. So I wanted to dive deeper into these two verses instead of focusing on one to two chapters because I believe this will set the tone of discipleship and community with this podcast. I believe that we are made for a relationship, we're called for community, and so let's do that. So let's break it down. Go make disciples of all nations. Right off the bat, Jesus gives us a relationship focus. In the Hebrew culture, especially historically, discipleship was very common. Nowadays, churches have made it into a program and that's not all bad. I believe that it's very helpful and they definitely have helped a lot of people in many ways, especially in spiritual growth. But it's not just a program. We need to pop discipleship out of the program and put it into the context of relationship because that's what it was. Between Jesus and his disciples, that's what it was. Between rabbis and other disciples in that day and age, that's what discipleship was. It was relationship. It was fellowship and doing life together. And what that meant was learning and teaching one another, kind of going back and forth and growing spiritually together instead of just on our own. So when Jesus says, go make disciples of all nations, he is giving us a relationship focus, something that we can do on a daily basis, not just when we show up at church and not just for the people who preach on stage or sing in worship or minister and go on missions trips to other 
other countries because not everyone can do that, but it's for the everyday person, the everyday Christian, go make disciples of all nations. The relationship focus is right there up front to us all. The next point is that it's all inclusive. Jesus said of all nations, and that was pretty radical for the Jews to hear. I mean, to them, this meant that it included the Gentiles whom they did not associate with. Gentiles were sinners. Gentiles were separate from them. They did not connect with them, but through the life of Jesus, we see, especially in the Gospels, that Jesus did sit with sinners. Jesus sat with the sinners. He sat with the prostitutes. He sat with the Gentiles. And then he tells them, tells us, go make disciples of all nations. So how that looks like today is a lot of times in our minds, we have kind of what the Jews did with the Gentile perspective. We have, quote unquote, Gentiles in our eyes, people who we do not associate with because of X, Y, and Z. Whatever the reason is, we don't associate with them. But Jesus calls us and says, go make disciples of all nations, have a relationship with them, pursue them, pursue conversation with them, and connect with them, do life with them, not so that you can be like them, but so that you can show them me from the perspective of Jesus. He's saying, so you can show Jesus to them. And that was pretty mind-blowing to them. So I think right off the bat, when Jesus says that, it's like, wow, okay, we have to be all inclusive. And then it's conversational. Discipleship is a conversational relationship. So like I mentioned earlier, we sometimes fixate that it's a program, that it's part of a system, that it's part of the institution, and we avoid the conversations and just let ourselves to be talked at or we talk at people. But with discipleship, it's a very conversational relationship in context of Jesus and his disciples, in context of the rabbis that were in Israel and who had groups of disciples, they would go into deep topics and discuss things, the hard questions. They even had a method of teaching which was in the form of questioning. And so they would question each other back and forth until the last person being questioned receives their answer. And they don't even answer it. They just stay silent. It's like question, 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 question. Oh, I get it. That's it. And that's pretty cool because we also see Jesus doing that in the Bible when he responds with a question. It's a teaching method. He had the Jews running through the scriptures in their minds because, I mean, they had it all memorized. And we'll talk about that more in a future episode, but that's what Jesus did. It was a teaching method, this questioning mode. But questioning, it always opens up the door to conversation. I mean, if I don't ask a question, I can't get an answer, right? So this is a common method throughout the Gospels, and it's a common method in the true form of discipleship. It's conversational. We ask questions, even though uncomfortable questions and we let that drive the conversation. It's also constructive. There's no offense taken. And even if there is offense taken, you work through that, through conversation and through being all inclusive. So the point is to work through the difficult topics and the conversations to build relationships and grow as individuals. So when we're called as Christians to go and make disciples of all nations, we let the conversations be constructive. We let ourselves hear the hard things, the things that are not necessarily part of truth, and we let that challenge us so that we can get stronger in our faith, in our knowledge of the Word of God, in our relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I believe that when we stop taking offense, we grow a lot quicker in the Lord because we get to know the truth more. We, If we do take offense, we need to take that to the Word, take it to the Holy Spirit, and let God teach us through all of it. So discipleship is a 
very constructive relationship as well. And I just want to say right up front that there might be some things that might sound offensive as I go through the word, because it's true. The word is offensive. There are a lot of things in there that people are uncomfortable with. But the thing is, we need to talk about it. We need to get to a place of understanding what it is and also having the Holy Spirit lead us into the truth of it so that we can grow in Christ. And lastly, I believe that discipleship is fun. I mean, go make disciples of all nations. How fun is it to connect with all kinds of people of different cultures, of different backgrounds, of different beliefs, and just to get to know what's behind this other person? It's fun. I believe disciples had fun with the rabbis. I believe that James and John and Peter had fun with Jesus. They had fun conversations. They laughed. They made jokes, but only because of the relationship that was built, the trust that they had. And so even throughout this series, I I hope that you have fun listening and also connecting. I think this will be a really fun series to go through um, as we learn more about discipleship and really what the Word of God says. That was all about discipleship. And now the next point is baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This part is awesome because when I would read it, I always thought, man, like I don't know if I'll ever get the chance to baptize someone in the water because I mean I've I mean I've never done that I've I've been baptized myself but like I I never really pictured myself doing that to somebody else and I'm not trying to put that down because I it is part of scripture it is part of something that we're called to do to baptize in the water as a you know symbol of our dedication to him our dedication to God but if we look a little deeper into the words the Greek words baptize and name deepen the meaning of the context of what Jesus was saying in this great commission. So to an extent, yes, we are to baptize physically with water and to let that be part of our process when bringing people to the Lord. But there is also another part to it, a deeper context to it where baptize in the Greek means to immerse, to completely go under, go into. And the word name in the Greek, anoma, means not just any name not just Tanya, not just Mary, not even Jesus, Jesus being a generic name, like it is, there are probably many other Jesuses, Jesus, etc. But the reality behind the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit and his nature. So that's the reality behind the name. So you might know several Tanyas, but when you associate my name with me, you understand the reality that is carried behind that name. And so when Jesus says, immerse into the anoma of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that means to completely go under and into the reality behind the name. So the reality of the Father, reality of Jesus Christ, the Son, and the reality of the Holy Spirit. And that's why it's so important to go through the Bible, to read the Bible, and to deepen our understanding of who God is so that we can understand the reality his very character and all that he is. And to immerse into the reality of God and his nature, we need the next point, which is what Jesus says, teach them all I commanded. This is how we immerse ourselves into God's reality. 
Christ leads us into constant purification and washing of the word. You and I get to show that to each other through discipleship. We get to show that through baptizing each other in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We get to show that by going into all the nations and making disciples. What he commanded must be actualized through our lives. And when it is, others can see and learn from it. And likewise for us, when we see people actualizing and living out God's commands, we can learn from them. And that is them teaching us, discipling us, all of what Jesus commanded. That's us walking the talk instead of just talking away. And so when we teach all that Jesus commanded, it's through our lives. It's through showing the reality of who the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is. And it's through that relationship building process of what discipleship holds. So that's those first few parts. And then that last part of Matthew 28, 19, and 20, it's behold, I'm with you always. This point is our confirmation that Jesus is with us today through his Holy Spirit. Yes, he left and he will be coming back in his second coming. But God the Father restored our identity to what he originally intended for us to look like through Jesus. And in saying, behold, I am with you always, we can trust that through the Holy Spirit, his blood covers us, our sin, and our old nature, that Jesus paid the price and gave us a new life to be lived on this earth. And the Holy Spirit is our help to live that way, to live righteously on earth and to fulfill the Great Commission, to go make disciples of all nations, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and to teach all that I commanded because we behold the one who is always with us. He is always with us even to the end of the age. That's what he says. And to behold also means to abide. When Jesus said, abide in me and I in you in the gospel of John, this is our way of beholding him on a daily basis. We abide, we walk with him, we walk in relationship with him, we walk in discipleship with him because it comes around full circle in that disciple aspect. So learning this context, historically, culturally, it helps us understand that the Great Commission is for everyone. Extroverts, introverts, whatever verts you want to be. Discipleship is a lifestyle of which we get to be a part of, not just a program or something that's part of a church, because Jesus called us to it. Discipleship is through our daily life where our real relationships and situations and experiences happen. It's learning in our own Bible study time, but also connecting with others. We're made for relationship with Jesus and with others. And these verses, Matthew 28, 19, and 20, show us how to do that, show us how to live in that way. And so I want to ask you, I want to start the conversation. I want to disciple and I want to be discipled as well. I want to learn from you. I want to hear from you. What does discipleship mean to you? How have you understood the Great Commission? And have you come across insightful perspectives and revelations that I didn't mention in this episode? Be sure to let me know. And again, don't hold back. I hope to hear from you. And before we close, I want to share four resources that are extremely helpful for historical and cultural context. And these are probably what kind of catapulted me into studying the Bible this way um, through historical and cultural contexts. And I want to share them with you. There's three books by the same author, Walking in the Dust of Rabbi Jesus, Sitting at the Feet of Rabbi Jesus, and Reading the Bible with Rabbi Jesus. These are all by Lois Tferberg. I hope I say that correctly. And I strongly recommend you start reading them. You can even set a goal for yourself and read one a month for the next three months. And then the last resource is a ministry called That the World 
may know by Ray Vander Lan or RVL and specifically his series on Dust of Rabbi Jesus. I think those are super helpful and like I said, they really changed the way that I started studying the Bible and looking at all aspects of it. And so be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast. Connect with me on Instagram. Share this episode. Please share this episode and stay tuned for the next one where we'll cover one to two chapters and go through the Bible. Thanks for listening. I hope you found this audio blog inspiring and I'll see you next time.